Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Positive Girl podcast with me, Sabrina. This is the show that's going to help you become your best self. And today we are talking about what exactly is self-love and how to have more self-compassion. But before we get into that, I do want to always invite you to come say hi to me on Instagram. I'm at Sabrina Joy Perozo. I would love to hear from you. I would love to get to know you. And especially if you have any questions, comments, concerns, prayer requests, feedback, topics, suggestions, any of that, all of that, or you just want to say hi to me, I would look, I, I am looking forward to it. I would just be so overjoyed. Like anytime someone messages me, I'm just like, oh, hey, hi. Even if it's just like, hey, <laughs> It's so appreciated. Um, you can also send me an email to realpositivegirlpodcast at gmail.com. Um, I am a little bit, just to be honest with you, slower at uh, you know responding to messages over there, but I have been trying to make a point to check it every single week. So if you would rather send me an email, please do that. And I look forward to hearing from you. But again, today we were talking about what exactly is self-love and how to have more self-compassion. So we spend a ton of time talking about self-care. Even the episode that is previous to this, I did talk about emotional self-care and um, and there's episodes in the archives if you would like to go back and listen talking about self-care, but uh, which is great, you know, um, it's, it's great because it pushed us to put ourselves first, which is really important. I was actually chatting with a friend of mine, an online friend of mine about that today, and also to like realign your priorities to better fit your life and make most things more manageable, right? So if you have like what needs to be most important in your life and taking care of yourself, you're able to align everything like right after that. It's it's so fantastic. But I think that self-love gets overlooked because it seems so cheesy, right? I'm I'm right there with you because you're like, oh Sabrina. I'm sure a lot of people will listen to this episode or maybe like bypass it, but it's like it's 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 important, guys. I know that it seems cheesy and not something that can help right away like in a moment, like, cause you were like, well, at least self-care, I can do something right now. And it changes what's going on. But I think we bypass it so often because we don't really understand what it actually is, right? It just sounds like this flitty, flighty kind of thing, like a woo-woo thing. You're like, okay, well, sure. I'll get right on that. Um, but it's actually amazing, you know, and, and again, I get it. I totally get it. I'm right there with you. Self-love can seem like really boring and worthless. (laughs) It's like, it's not money in your pocket. It's not like something that you can engage in. You're like, this is fantastic. No, you're not thinking that necessarily, especially if you don't have very uh, much experience with it. But, you know, and we think that being kind to ourselves isn't going to change what happens to us, right? Because you think self-love means you just got to be nice to yourself. And that doesn't really give me anything. I mean, which is true. It's not going to change anything that's happening right now, but changing how you respond to whatever is happening to you or around you will help you endure the situation a lot easier and with more understanding and perspective. This is where self-love comes in. If you have self-love, it will help you to um, do these things, to really change your outlook and your perspective. Practicing self-love will change how you react to what happens to you and around you because you're not only giving yourself more understanding and grace when you need it, which is fantastic, and we all need to be practicing that more and more and more every single day, but you are challenging yourself to become your best self on the regular because you care enough about how you live your life. 
And I think a lot of us do care about how we live our life, even though sometimes we fall in a slump or we fall in this spot where we're not necessarily doing what we should be doing or we know we should be doing. But most of the time we do care and we're like trying to stay on top of it. So practicing self-love, oh, it's so helpful. I just feel like it's misunderstood, <laughs> just severely misunderstood. And let me just mention that before we get into the nitty gritty, we're getting into the nitty gritty of the list pretty quickly here today. Uh, but let me just mention that self-love isn't only telling yourself affirmations in the mirror, right? I feel like when you look at look up self-love or you talk to someone about it, you're like, oh yeah, are you just telling yourself affirmations or motivations in the mirror? Are you just looking at yourself and being like, I love myself, which are great practices. I think that we should all do these things despite the fact, again, feeling very, very cheesy. Um, it's not just that, you know, it's also not something that is linked to self selfishness, right? Because you people will think that if you are, you know, putting self-love first and really practicing that, maybe you are be going, going to become more, more selfish because you're just only thinking about yourself, which is not at all what it's about. It's also not about entitlement, thinking that you're better than anyone else or to use an excuse to not get things done because you're like, oh, well, for me to practice self-love, I have to, um, I need to like not, you know, do that. I need to do that like later. Like, so it's not to be used as, as an excuse or to be selfish or entitlement or anything like that. It is to be used to make us a better person for sure. So I just want to share with you seven ways you can practice self-love. And I should have given this disclaimer at the top of the show, but once again, if you hear my dog breathing loudly in the background, I am sorry. He finds that he is required to be here in this room when I'm recording. And I'm like, okay, just try to chill, bro. You know, you have no chill sometimes, but anyway, so if you hear that, that is him. Okay. So seven different ways that you can practice self-love not cheesy ways. Here we go. Number one. Okay. Actually, this one you might feel is cheesy. It's not though. It's not. Forgive and accept yourself. So a lot of times we will make mistakes. We will have failures. We will fall short of whatever we're doing, whatever we are working on, and we will just hold it against ourselves. We will use it as this thing to shame ourselves and make us not feel good which will also prevent us from trying again and realizing that all we need to do is make some changes and do it again or do it in a different way or whatever needs to happen. But by not forgiving ourselves, we will not accomplish this. So we need to forgive ourselves for when we do fall short, when things go wrong, when we make a mistake, whether it was our fault or not, we need to forgive ourselves and be like, okay, it's okay. I accept that this thing happened. I accept that I'm taking responsibility, that it was my fault, if it was. And this is what I'm going to do to move forward. You have to forgive yourself. You can't continually like hate on yourself because you made a mistake because everybody makes mistakes. Everybody does. And maybe most people just don't cop to them. <laughs> okay, whatever. But we all do. We all make mistakes. We all have failures. We all go through those growth, growth, uh, like spurts kind of like, uh, experiences in our life. And it's just a matter that some people talk about it more than others. 
totally fine. But we have to learn to forgive ourselves. In addition to that, we need to accept who we are. We need to accept that we do make mistakes. We do have failures. We will have think times in our life where our seasons are up and down and all around. You know, sometimes we will fall into the pit of despair, but we will pull ourselves out. There are going to be a myriad of different things that happen to our lives. We cannot be in control of everything. And we just need to accept that those things are going to happen. And we need to accept that we will be able to adapt in whatever way we need to. And we need to accept that we will be different from other people in our life because that is just how we were created. And it's on purpose. Because if we were all the same, how would we be able to come together as a community to really help each other? Because we'd all be the same. We'd all have the same skills and the same abilities and the same mindset. Like that would be unnecessary. So again, forgive and accept yourself. Number two, work on limiting negative mindsets. So I want you to like really observe the way that I phrase this, work on limiting negative mindsets, because I'm not going to be like, okay, like don't ever have a negative mindset. It's unrealistic. We're going to have negative mindsets. Sometimes we are just going to fall into that because something like super devastating or something we've never experienced. And it feels like the end of the world at the moment will happen and we will just be negative about it. Right. Or we'll be negative because someone else got something that we didn't get. Jealousy, envy, those feelings or whatever happens, right? You just continue to try to do something and it just doesn't work out, whatever it is, right? You, there will be a negative mindset that comes along. However, if we can limit like how often we allow ourselves to fall into a negative mindset or how often or how long we stay in that negative mindset, then our life will be better. We will be practicing more self-love because we're like, okay, it is unnecessary for me to be sitting in these emotions, these feelings for this long in this mindset because it is not helping me accomplish anything. It is not making the situation better. So just really think about that. Like you're going to work on limiting the negative mindsets. You're not going to completely like be like, this is never going to happen again. That'd be amazing, but it's just not reality. And it's okay because again, you need to have room for, you know, mistakes, things to go wrong. That's totally fine. So many learning opportunities, so many growth opportunities in those things. But yeah, work on limiting your negative mindset so it doesn't drag you down and make you feel like you aren't the amazing person you are. You aren't trying as much as you are. You aren't on your way to achieving goals and becoming your best self every day because you are. So we just need to work on limiting the mind, the negative mindsets that will try to, you know, trick you and tell you otherwise. Number three, number three, setting personal boundaries. We talked a lot about boundaries. Boundaries are amazing. And so in regards to setting personal boundaries, I'm talking about setting personal boundaries with yourself because we're talking about self-love and that is something that we're doing for ourselves. And so setting personal boundaries with ourselves, it might sound confusing because you're like, I thought boundaries were our other people. Yes, they can be. Um, but it's also for ourselves. And so an example of setting a boundary with ourselves would be like sticking to our own budget. So if we have a budget for how much money we can spend outside of paying our bills and savings plan, if we have that and making sure we don't go over, making sure we don't overdraft on our accounts, making sure we don't overcharge on our credit cards and making sure we're not having to constantly get any sort of like payday loans or this, that, and the other, and really being smart with our money. 
that is a way of setting a boundary with yourself. Another example would be not working too much. So, you know, a lot of times we will want to do overtime. There's been many times in the past when I worked for the hospital system that I would happily, I would happily work like some overtime and holidays, uh, very specifically because there are times where I was saving for something. And when you work overtime, you get paid more money, at least in the hospital. And when you worked holidays, you get paid more money (laughs) at the hospital. And so it was like a great opportunity for me to make more money and be able to save um, and, you know, achieve those saving goals, savings goals that I had quicker. And it was super helpful for my family. However, if you're constantly allowing yourself to work more and more and more and not have any time for yourself, any time for your family, your friends, whatever social life that you may have, any other hobbies and goals and uh, hustles that you have on the side, then you are not treating yourself the best way. You're not showing yourself self-compassion or self-love. So you really need to not overwork yourself and do too much because it's unnecessary, right? You might think, oh, I need to do this on the other. No, you will burn yourself all of the way out. And then where will you be? You'll be nowhere. You'll be like, oh, I don't want to do anything at all. You know, you got to, you got to have a balance in life. Um, Also, another example would be managing your sleep schedule, you know, being responsible with when you get to, when you go to bed and when you get up, make sure you're not like trying to you know, use only like 20 minutes of time in the morning when you could have gotten up and had like an hour to get ready and eat breakfast and get to work. So you're not late every day. Something I had a lot of trouble with years ago, for sure. Um, Or not like staying up so late that you feel so tired and just so sick the next day because you don't have enough energy to get through work and whatever else that you have during the day. So that would be setting a boundary with yourself. And a last, like another example, like one last one to share with you would be not allowing yourself to be taken advantage of. So this is definitely a boundary that you're putting with other people, but also with yourself, because a lot of times we can allow ourselves to just be rolled over on and taken advantage of and allow people to tell us what to do when it's really not their, uh, their job to do that, right? It's not like a work situation. It's also them really trying to be selfish in whatever their needs and desires are without actually thinking through how that would affect you. So really make sure that you're not allowing yourself to be taken advantage of. And that would be a very good example of showing self-love, self-compassion by having that boundary in place. Number four, number four is working on toxic behaviors. I know that it's really common and I've used it myself, common like little you know, joke to be like, oh, my toxic trait is this, right? I feel like my toxic trait, I was telling my daughter the other day, is buying new lip balm like all the time when I have like, not even joking, 15 lip balms. And they're spread across the house and in my purse, but I'm just buying a new one all of the time. And it's unnecessary. And I, and like we use that as a joke and, and it can be funny, right? It's totally fine. But actually working on real, legitimate, non-joking, toxic behaviors can be such a a way to really show yourself uh, self-love and self-compassion because you're actually trying to make yourself better. You're actually trying to pull back on those negative behaviors. You're actually trying to um, really help yourself achieve and excel better things by letting this dead weight of behaviors go. So an example of toxic behaviors would be like gossiping never helps anyone. It's so unnecessary. Why are you talking about other people? You, it's, it's, it's not helping anyone. 
right? Another one would be being manipulative. This is something that I've told you guys before. I have a lot of experience with as a child and I regret it. And I try really like I, that is, I'm always like on top of not being manipulative to other people in my life these days because it was such an easy thing for me to slide into. Um, but yeah, it's making sure you're not trying to manipulate people for your own desires and needs. Um, another one would be hurting yourself on purpose, which is something else I also engaged in. It is not helpful. <laughs> Obviously, that is like the opposite, the like true opposite of self-love and self-compassion because you are really just hurting yourself more and more unnecessarily when there is so much to live for and be here for and so many people that do care about you that we kind of, you know, write off or don't actually um, really consider uh, because we're so deeply stuck in our minds about what we've done wrong and how terrible we are and how terrible we feel. Um, so yeah, working on any sort of toxic behaviors that we have is definitely practicing self-love because you're trying to inherently make yourself better so you can continue to get stronger and achieve your goals and become your best self every single day. Number five, number five is super classic, asking for help when you need it. <laughs> I'm terrible at this, like terrible. Um, also, I have a problem with it because sometimes I will ask certain people in my life for help and they'll be like, oh, well, why don't you just look it up online? And yes, this is like, it's it's a response that a lot of us will have because there are people in our lives that don't actually try to figure it out on their own first. They always just want someone else to do it for them. But I'm not that kind of person, so it kind of drives me crazy. And it also really... Um, pushes back at me like, okay, I don't need to ask for help because no one wants to help me. They just want me to try to figure it out on my own to like crash and burn. And then they'll come in and ride out, ride on on their like white horse and like save me, right? And that is a very dramatic example of something that I've actually am continually going through. But we need to be able to overcome that negative mindset, those thoughts, and even if those things are a reality for us, and realize that asking for help when we need it and hopefully asking the right people after we have tried to do our due diligence and do what we can, it will help us to really care for ourselves more because we're not trying to bend over backwards and kill ourselves to figure out how to do it alone. And that could really break us down, again, causing burnout and just really a, a desire to not want to do anything at all and to be overwhelmed. And it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Like when I think of the times where I should have asked for help sooner, I'm like in major regret and I don't want that for you. So an, a great way to show yourself self-compassion and self-love is to ask for help when you need it before it's like too late and you're like so knee deep in it that even asking for help really wouldn't really benefit you that much. Number six, number six, spending time with people that build you up and support you. This is obviously opposed to spending time with people that just suck all of your energy and are only negative and only want something from you but never want to give anything back. It's so important to spend time with people that really lift you up. I lack that in my life, really. Um, it's tough because... I used to have so many friends and I'm kind of in a season of life where I don't really have any friends uh, here with me in person and it's fine. It doesn't really bother me that much, but it would be nice to have more people in my life that help to build me up and support me. I have that again, like virtually online through texts and calls. That's great, but 
Um, it, so even if you have it just online, it's it's nice and I'm super grateful for that. Um, but it would be super fantastic if I had that uh, in real life in person. And if you are going through the same thing, then I totally feel it. I totally feel that um, emptiness that you might feel. But still, if we have people in our life, even just virtually online via text messaging calls that support us and build us up, that can be so helpful to us. It can help us to really feel re-energized and excited for life and know that someone believes in us that we can go after whatever we are trying to go after and achieve and continue on that journey to become our best selves and to really um, just have someone there that just wants to allow you to lean on their shoulder when you need some help um, and some assistance, but to also pat you on the back and cheer you on. Okay, number seven. Number seven is nothing new. Number seven is like the bread and butter of everything that I love to talk about. I'm going to give you five seconds to guess what it is. Okay, guess, guess, guess right now. Guess what it is right now. Okay. You could just, did you guess? Okay. So you've guessed. Okay. So let's see if your guess is correct. Number seven is honoring your emotions. <laughs> if you spend any minimal time looking at my Instagram, you will know that it's honoring your emotions. I am constantly talking about that. It's probably the thing that I love talking about the most. I know here on the podcast, I talk about a myriad of different things within mental health and mindset because it's helpful for you guys. On my Instagram, I like to talk a lot about vulnerability, self-awareness, and emotions, honoring your emotions because it's so important and such an integral part of understanding who you are and becoming your best self every single day day and being more vulnerable. So anyway, honoring your emotions, so super important. It is a way to show self-love and self-compassion to yourself because you are accepting the fact that you are having whatever feelings that you are having and you are honoring that by accepting them, allowing them to come in and not necessarily reacting but just acknowledging, okay, yeah, this is how I'm feeling. This is like why I'm feeling this way. And then really taking another step and being like, well, why? Why is this causing me to feel this way? And how does that, you know, relate to anything else in my life or any other reactions? And how can I use this information to make myself stronger or to get over this, that, and the other? other or, you know, just really know yourself better. And so by honoring your emotions and not like trying to stuff them all down and not have any emotions at all whatsoever, you're really just allowing them to kind of flow through you. Again, not necessarily reacting on them, but just acknowledging that they are there, that they are important, you are worthy of having emotions and feelings, and then figuring out what the appropriate thing to do next would be. So that's the entire list. And, I, and, and just so you know, just a quick little addition here at the end. The reason it's important to engage in self-love is to limit how often we are being highly critical of ourselves and falling into like people-pleasing habits. I, I am currently working on that a lot, a lot. It's tough as well as like allowing others to treat us badly. We don't want to do any of these things. You know, none of these things are things we want. And so by you know, making it a point to practice self-love and self-compassion in the seven ways that I have listed here. And again, if you go on Google, you can find even more, then you will not necessarily fall into these things of being more, being hypercritical of yourself and being a people pleaser and allowing people to treat you like trash. No, you will be strong and above that. And you're like, no, I am worth more than that. And I should be respected the same that you expect that is the same as that person is expecting you to respect them, right? So 
I hope this has really helped someone, anyone. Please let me know. Again, I look forward to hearing from you on Instagram at Sabrina Joy Perozo or an email at realpositivegirlpodcast at gmail.com. All of that information is available below in the show notes as well as well as notes for the show. But thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl Podcast with me, Sabrina. And until I hear from you, I look forward to next time. And it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. So until next time, have a good one and I'll see you later. Bye.